BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Y'all know I've been having the hardest time finding anything A, that fits me online and B, that fits my style, okay? I don't know what they're making out in these mean streets, but everything seems like it's for your grandma. No hate, no shade to your grandma, but I am trying to be just fab. Oh, what are you talking about, Heather? Let me tell you, Just Fab is a leading fashion lifestyle brand that strives to inspire, guide, and motivate women all around the world to experiment with the style. That's right. All you have to do is go on their website, take a 60-second style quiz for personalized outfit recommendations. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, they will send you ideas. Get a personalized boutique and shop from over a 1,000 different styles. Check out as a guest or become a VIP. What's a VIP perk? You get 30 to 50% off retail pricing and free shipping on orders over $39. You have around the clock access to trending styles and you get invitations to VIP private events. There's also no commitment to order monthly as a VIP. I am a VIP. I'm telling you, I just got about 65 new pairs of shoes for fall. I want the snakeskin booties. I want the white booties. I want to try some new things without breaking the bank. That is why I have decided to check out Just Fab. Go to their website, it is going to change your game. You want to know why? Because it's affordable. You're looking expensive without spending a ton. And all women are beautiful. Style has no limits. Style is personal. It's unique. It isn't defined by a certain age or size or look or trend. It's an attitude and everyone can wear it. I'm telling you, hashtag fab for all. Go to justfab.com and they are going to get you hooked up. If you go to justfab.com backslash absolutely not. You heard me, justfab.com backslash. Absolutely not. You can check out all of the great things that they have. And I'm telling you, I'm absolutely obsessed with these white boots that they have. And I'm going to order them. And they come in a size 11, which is what I need because I have a wide set foot. You can get your first Just Fab style for as low as $10 as a VAP. That's right. That is 75% off your first item with my special link. Just go to justfab.com backslash absolutely not to take advantage of the deal right now. Justfab.com backslash absolutely not to try out your first style as low as $10 as a VIP. Check it out. You won't, won't be disappointed. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. It is a pleasure to be here, but most importantly, 
Um, I have probably one of the most requested people I've ever had on my podcast ever. And he's staring at me so weird right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the one and only, my life partner, my ride or die, my big dick daddy, my Italian stallion, Jeff motherfucking Daniels. It's Shaboy. Wow. So just so y'all know, he's been begging me to come on the podcast. And I said, honey, I think they want to like talk to like, you know, I don't know, people with an opinion. And then I realized he's got a friggin' opinion about everything. I'm usually right. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Okay, honey, you have to hold the mic up to your mouth all the time. Sorry, I'm not a professional at this. I have a day job. So here's the deal. Jeff makes me listen to his like shitty podcasts that he listens to and they're all like sports related, which is fine because he's into sports. But now you're coming into my territory. You're on my turf, baby. So you better not embarrass me. That's all I'm saying. I'm just here to keep you honest. So Jeff, what the fans really want to know right now, how do you feel living with me? It has been a serious adjustment. Um, <laughs> Such but a dick. <laughs> no, I've loved every single minute of it. Um, okay, Jeff has been doing this thing though where he says that I shed and he's like, you have hair everywhere. There is literally hair everywhere. And I'm like, Jeff, I cannot control the fact that I shed. Well, I mean, people have always asked what type of dog you should get, what type of dog you should stay away from. I always tell them that, you know, golden retrievers are kind of tough. Because they shed all over the place and you're constantly going to be picking up after them. You are the human equivalent of a golden retriever. Why do you say that? Because everywhere we go, your hair. Your hair follows me to work. Your hair follows me to dinner. It follows me when I go play golf on the golf course. It followed me to when I opened up the hummus container the other day and it was sitting in there too. I wasn't, I hadn't even touched the hummus. I did not even eat any of the hummus and Jeff still somehow found a blonde hair in the hummus. Listen, ladies, I'm just marking my territory. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting for a nude rendering of me to come out so I can put it like immediately in our entryway when you come in our apartment. So everybody knows that like I'm the main bitch in this apartment. But in the meantime, I'm just leaving hair in the hummus. You know what I'm saying? I got you, boo-boo. You got me. So, honey, now you are a loyal follower. You've been my biggest fan since day one. Number one. So on this show, as you know, we it's a safe space to bitch and complain. Have you seen an absolutely not out there in the world that you just really need to get off your chest? What are you feeling? What what, what have you just seen that's unacceptable? Um, as a native New Yorker, I have a love. I Some would say I have the original in this relationship, love-hate opinion of New York City. Mm -hmm. um, recently, as you know, the other day, I emancipated myself from New York City transit. Oh, you did. He came home sweaty, upset. He, he felt violated. What happened, honey? Tell everybody. Yeah. New York City transit in the middle of the summer is a whole vibe. If you show, if you don't plan on showing up anywhere in presentable you know, clothing or smelling good. You know, it's a great it's a great option for you. Yeah, if you're just showing up to, to events like a ragamuffin, you're great. Yeah, like, you know, if you're going to the gym and, like, you really don't give a shit what everybody else thinks about you while you're there, like, by all means, take the subway. But if you have to show up to dinner or, you know, you have this thing called a job and, you know, other people work with you, you kind of don't want to be standing in the depths of hell when it's 102 degrees waiting on the L train and it being 25 minutes late every day, so. 
Well, a couple Saturdays ago when we went to Ikea, we were standing downstairs in the subway and I was able to like clock the, like how hot it was. It was like 105 degrees. Like elderly people are just going to be snapping necks left and right. It's too hot for the elderly. It's too hot for Jeff Daniels. Yeah. So Heather knows very well. And um, I'm sure some of you know too from her talking about me, but I call myself the, what's, what's the, oh, the Gentile, the Gentile Larry David. Yes. So literally, we of got, Christian faith. <laughs> we got out of this subway the other day, and I believe we were at Herald Square. We were, we were trying to catch the connection over there. Jeff, you gotta hold the microphone up to I'm your fucking sorry. mouth. I feel like I'm gonna eat it. Like it's so close. That's, well, that's called podcasting. Okay. So we were sitting at Herald Square, and literally, the Larry David comes out of me, and I go, "You know what? It is so damn hot down here. I do not know how the elderly do it. Like, if some if Grandma collapsed over here next to the subway." How the hell are they getting her out of here? I mean, the elevator never works. The elevator never fucking works. I mean, here's the thing. We could sue de Blasio. Oh. Well, between that and the garbage. You don't want to get me started with de Blasio. We We don't have enough time. So we were walking home tonight and Jeff said, he was like, well, let's go down, you know, like our main street. I said, Jeff, it's Tuesday night. We can't go down our street because the fucking Ratatouille's are going to be out because they lie. I, I like know the trash schedule now because I have to avoid walking down any like side street. They line up the garbage, and then at night, the rats just run, run in between the garbage bags. It's disgusting. So Heather has this really big problem with rats. Me being in construction, it's just literally part part of construction in New York City. I don't have a problem with rats. They don't bother me. Cockroaches, on the other hand, and mosquitoes, disgusting, vile things that exist in this world. See, I, a roach doesn't bother. I mean, I don't like it. I killed one the other day. No, abs- absolutely Fucking not. Can, can can you handle snakes, babe? Uh, I can handle them, but I prefer not to be around them. But back to the ratatouille. But vermin is disgusting. No, but you know what? I see, no, vermin are like, they're like mammals. I see rats every single day. And as you know, I have a fondness for the Disney movie Ratatouille. So I make this joke with Heather. Like I'll be walking around a construction site. And especially when you do foundation construction, you're disturbing the earth. So the rats kind of are out and about. So I take pictures of rats on my job sites and I'll send them to Heather and I just say like, hey, this guy would look great with a collar around his neck. I'm bringing him home for you. What should we name him? What an asshole. Also, Disturbing the Earth should be the name of our sex tape. It should be. It's not It's not a bad idea. Because, baby, let me tell you what. Like, when we get lubed up big, it's crazy. I'm making Jeff blush right now in our own home. <laughs> Here's the thing. Jeff and I tried to make a sex tape a long time ago. We tried to release it. We thought we'd find like an independent buyer. Nobody wanted it. Uh, I'm still upset about it. Listen, distribution like in the Far East was very strong and I thought we should have pursued it. But, you know, unfortunately, the whole customs situation and shipping, it would have been a nightmare. It would have been a nightmare. And then, you know, there's like an embargo tax and all this stuff. It's just too much. But at the end of the day, babe, our sex tape, would it have taken my career to the next level? Probably not. You know, would we have gotten a fair cut once it got released in China? No, because they take too much. Oh, no. those Once they pirate it, you, mm. you're screwed. You're screwed. So in the meantime, we're just going to have to keep it, you know, amongst these four walls in our apartment. But one of these days, I'm, I'm doing a slow release. I think it's better the world's not ready. The world isn't ready. I mean, you know... <laughs> <laughs> This is so bizarre to be podcasting with Jeff. Jeff, so let me ask you something, honey, because you made me listen to all your stupid fucking sports podcasts. What exactly, what draws you into a podcast? What are you looking for? 
just a bunch of fucking ding dongs sitting around talking about their dongs. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big ding dong podcast guy, but you know, a lot of it is I listen to like every other under forty bro out there in America. I mean, I got my barstool podcast. Oh my um, god! And listen, barstool, if you hear this and you want to bring me on, I'd be more than happy to talk shit about sports because I don't like sports. They don't really cover sports. They're more of a media and comedy satire company anyway so they they incorporate sports into their shit okay we're not you know what i'm not gonna talk about their fucking podcast on my podcast absolutely not well i just asked i meant like generic jeff i don't need you to like plug somebody else i listen to golf i listen to comedy i listen to history a little npr every now and again so yeah those are the things that interest me Okay. And you, of course. I mean, I listen to you every Wednesday when you come out. You know, you do. And he's really great about it. And then he'll, like, send me notes. And then I'm like, I don't need your notes. <laughs> well, honey, we are going to get into some of the voicemails here in a minute. But I just, like, love having you here. I love seeing your face every day. I never realized that Jeff was so OCD. Like, he's always been a clean guy. But he is so OCD with everything. Like, the way his closet is. And I'm organized as fuck. Like, I have everything Marie kondo Folded like a little quesadilla, but Jeff is actually, he lost his shit one day on me about like, so I do the laundry, right? It's fine. I hang all of his golf shirts to dry. I put them in his closet because I know he's OCD about it. And he freaked the fuck out and was like, you didn't hang them the right way. I was like, Jeff, I purposely put them in your closet because I know I would fuck it up if I tried to do it the right way. No, that's a little misleading. That's not misleading. Because I said to you, I said, babe, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for doing the laundry. That was so considerate of you. But if you're going to do it, don't do it half-assed. To me, that's that's just like you're being a misogynistic asshole. No, because literally the thing is, is that the golf shirts were like, inside out like one arm was like crumpled up they weren't even like flattened out like you know you really just like it was like helen keller picked up a hanger and just decided to try and like fit a shirt on it oh you know way to bring in the disabled okay wow he's just giggling at his own jokes here's the thing jeff giggles at himself so much and that's why i love him because i find myself so amusing and jeff will literally do this thing where he repeats a joke so say like the punchline is like and then ronnie you know Drank a beer. <laughs> Jeff will say that over and over to himself. So he'll say the punchline out loud. So then Ronnie drank a beer. And then I'm like, so Ronnie drank a beer. And like repeat it to himself six times. I'm like, honey, you say it out loud. You have to say the punchline confidently and then move on. I used to think you were just screwing around with me. And it's become a real subconscious thing now. But multiple people have also told me that I do that. So I don't know what it is. There's some part of me that just wants to keep repeating it. And I don't necessarily understand why I do it or that I'm because doing it. Because you're pleased it. with yourself. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm, why, honey. You're pleased with yourself. I'm satisfied with myself when I make a funny. Yeah. When you make a funny, Jeff's like, I just made a funny. No, 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 no. It's like an old, old Jewish man I'm living with. You're adorable, though. I try. I mean, this butt is cute and tight, so. It I mean. is cute and tight. Um, so we're trying to, like, start shredding for the wedding, but we have discussed this many times. Here's the deal. Jeff and I are the kind of people we're like, mm, it's like feast or famine with us. If you give us more than like a month in advance, we're not going to get it done. We're crunch time kind of folk. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. We've been making a joke that we're literally have like a year and what, like two months yeah. or a year and two months out. But I know we're going to be literally like 45 days out and we'll look at each other and be like, we got to go. Holy <laughs> shit. We never started. 
And that's, but you know what? We both say the same thing. We've said, you know, the entire time that we've known each other, we do best during the fourth quarter. You really do. At crunch time when your back's against the wall and you just got to get that shit done. It's like, okay, I'm finally ready to begin and I'm going to crush it. Listen, when you're naturally a large, larger person and you enjoy life, if you think that I see a wedding a year and yeah, a couple months away, I'm not going to start doing smoothies now. I, I, call me in like May and then I'll start doing smoothies. Yeah, why are, why are you going to be miserable for the next year? We have the holidays coming up, honey. We have things to eat and do. Oh, absolutely. If you think I'm not eating my Italian pastries over Christmas. Oh my God, this guy. Those rainbow cookies. You put a plate of rainbow cookies in front of me and I guarantee you they'll disappear faster than you can snap your finger. He friggin' blacks out. I did not bring him home a cannoli last night. He almost wouldn't give me a kiss goodnight. He said, how dare you come into this household without bringing me a cream No, you were very sneaky about it, though. You were home already for about 45 minutes. If you told me mm-hmm. that you went to go get, get, get cannolis and you didn't get me one when you walked in the door, I would have pointed to the door and said goodbye. Goodbye. Forget about it. Forget about it. I almost, I was down in Little Italy with my buddy and I almost got Jeff this parking sign and it said mafia parking only i was like i'm gonna put this this is the only tchotchke i'd allow in our house i'm gonna put this right above the toilet and just see if he he notices i don't know why it just tickled me pink what i really love about heather is heather does this shtick of me being like this really like authentic like new york italian guy like talking like this hey how's you guys doing and stuff and like it couldn't our reality couldn't be further than the truth like, I grew up in the Burbs, you know, like... On a golf course. On a golf course. But when Heather and I first started dating, um, we actually screwed up pretty bad. Her parents used to FaceTime us from Atlanta when we first started dating. And we had, like, interacted with them a few times over FaceTime. And, like, they realized I was a normal person and not a total goon. But when we went down to go meet them, I looked at her and I go, we really fucked this up. And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, you know... If we hadn't messed around with the FaceTime with them, I could have showed up right now in like a tracksuit and a gold chain and we really could have like, you know, got them really concerned about your daughter's, you know, opinions and lifestyle choices. Listen, they would have loved you regardless. My family's welcomed you with open arms, baby. If Paulie D showed up to Atlanta to go see your Southern father and your Boston mother, I don't know how it would have been received. Listen, all I know is my dad would have respected a tracksuit with your open chest hair because Kyle very so often would flex his chest hair out of a Tommy Bahama shirt. Listen, I mean, he came to thrive during Miami in the 80s. So I feel like if anybody would have appreciated some gold chains and some tracksuits, it may have been Kyle. So there you go, Jeff. Regardless, my family has been so kind and loved you. Anywho... I'm not going to get too heated. Um, okay, ladies, those of you who are listening and, you know, you, you're you with one of these, like, meathead Italian guys, here's a thing that is an absolutely not that Jeff does. Jeff is in this group text, and don't get me wrong, I love a group text, but he has friends named Rizzo, Polito, Frankie, Marco, the Francia. Like, it's all, like, these are not made-up names. They're all these Italian Goombas from Jersey. It's just insane. Well, but Jeff Mark's, is... Mark's also from New York. Okay, whatever, Jeff. It's the tri-state. It didn't fucking matter. (laughs) So Jeff is in this group text with these guys. When I say these assholes ping each other all damn day to the point that I'm like, I I mean, you guys like take shifts together. I don't understand it. You're always talking to them. 
Yeah, it's a vibe. Um, it's a vibe. It's, oh, wow. Okay. It's a vibe. It's it's our little thing. You know, it's mostly us talking about sports and stupid shit, but it's pretty constant from, you know, when the first person wakes up at like 6.30 in the morning until the last person goes to bed at 11 p.m. You can count on sometimes if like you're actually working and, you know, you ignore it for a while, you get the occasional like pick up your phone and holy shit, we have 300 messages that we missed. I just don't understand that. Like, ladies have the gift of gab, Jeff, but you don't ever shut up with these assholes. It's like a continuous just throughout the day. Just but they're the kind of guys who just send like, ha, LOL, JK. Like, they'll just send JK all day. It's a slow drip. It Wow, it really is. It's like a cocaine slow drip. Well, the boys, I mean, they heard that I was doing this and naturally the first thing that they said was, when are we coming on? So You want me to bring the Goombas on? I don't know if they could handle it. What exactly does Goomba mean for those who are not old school Italian? Uh, it depends. It's not really like a slur or anything. It's just like, you know, like a good old Italian boy kind of. Okay, but what's the bad Italian word that you're not supposed to use? Uh, some. I mean, are you going to talk into the mic, Jeff? I mean, are we going to say it? Well, I mean, well, you're Italian. Some people don't like Guinea, but I mean, I've never been offended by it. Okay, but that's the word that you can't use because there's Goomba. You, you're not supposed to say Guinea. And then there's another word. No, I mean, you can say Guinea. The but Guido's just like fine. Guido is like, you know, now it's the popular thing to, to call Italian American. All right. I'm not trying to call you out. You're not saying anything bad. You're Italian. That'd be like if you asked a Jew or a Chinese guy, what is the slur word? You, then you, they, you can say that. No, of course you can. But I mean, I don't get offended if by If somebody it. called me a cracker, I'd be like, that's not nice. I don't get offended by any of them. Just don't call me late for dinner. Oh, forget about it. Do you guys think Jeff should open for me on the road? Because honestly, you're bringing some hot fire content. I've got a hard two minutes. I mean, like, you know me. I could get up in front of an audience and just give me a microphone and I thrive, so... Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Two minutes. You know Two me. Minutes. You know me. Give me a microphone and I can get up in front of an audience and thrive. Who gives wedding speeches like I do? Nobody does. Jeff is actually a great speech writer. If I ever run for mayor, Jeff is writing all of my speeches. He's funny. He's poignant. He brings it around. There's heart. There's soul. There's tears. There's boners. I don't know how he does it, but he is so good at writing speeches. The cutest thing ever was Jeff gave a best man speech at one of his friend's weddings and he like pulled out his iPad out of his tux. And it was just like such a, just a Wall Street move just to pull out this giant iPad. I didn't even know he could fit the iPad in the jacket of the tux, but he did it. Listen, the iPad got a lot of laughs, but it is a, I, I was very serious about it. It is a very underrated move because under pressure, the screen's illuminated, you know, the font's a little bit bigger. It's easier right. to read off a note card. You know, it's a real pro move. Well, what do you think about me that I just kind of, I'm off the cuff? I mean, I have like my notes in my mind, but I, I can't really look at something. Well, no, that's a true gift because you have actual talents. You know, people who do it off the cuff, that's God-given talent. Me, I kind of need to like formulate my thoughts beforehand and... But you'd be a good joke writer, Jeff. Like you could have, you could have worked for Fallon or something and like actually sat in a room and like ping pong jokes off of other people. I'm more of like a storyteller stream of consciousness. Like I'm going to give it to you straight, fast and heavy. Yeah. Again, back to our sex tape. That could also be a name. 
We should actually just release a list of all the possible titles of our sex tape. I have a bunch of them written down. If we, I mean, if you tweeted, I know neither of us use Twitter, but if you actually tweeted, look, that would just be great to like release one of those every day. Yeah, uh, we could start doing that. That's a great idea. Look at you, content. Do you know what Jeff started calling himself? The content monster. Jeff's like, Heather, people love me so much when I'm on your Instagram. I am just the fucking content no, monster. No, 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 no. Yes. That started actually from fantasy. That actually started from fantasy football. In the offseason, I made a trade with a wide receiver that got a lot of targets, and I called him the target monster. So I got- Jeff, nobody listening to this gives a I shit just, about the NFL no. reference. Hold the microphone to your mouth. I have it. I feel like I'm going to bite this thing in a minute. Well, that's fine. Okay. So, yes. The content monster was derived from the target monster, Mr. Adam Thielen, who plays for the Minnesota Vikings. I cannot. Jeff, you are the most angry person I've ever seen in my entire life. You're such a gentle giant, such a love bug, but when it comes to sports, you lose your friggin' mind. That's called passion. Is it? What am I passionate about? Pizza. Puppies. What else? Britney Spears. I am. You know what? I'm a passionate about pizza, and it's it's always a personal pizza, because guess what? Every pizza, to me, is personal. If you don't eat a large pie by yourself, you're not trying. So Jeff and I have this big thing, like we judge people by their pizza order. We'll eat really, truly any pizza. But is there like one type of pizza, Jeff, that if somebody orders it, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Because no. you're, you're a little bit of a pizza elitist. No, I'm really not a pizza elitist at all. I'm, I'm surprised that you actually said that because I've had this long and hard opinion for quite some time that pizza is literally the one food, no matter how shitty it is. You'll eat it. You will always eat it. You won't eat like... Bad meat. Yeah. You won't eat. <laughs> you won't eat. You won't eat like expired day old fish. No, Jeff, you will. I Jeff will, will eat things out I'm of the not, fridge that have been in there for three weeks. Like something stuffed in the back where you're like, oh shit, I can't believe I didn't clean this out. Jeff does not. He's like a renegade. He's the, it's the wild, wild west when it comes to expiration dates with you, Jeff. Listen, a little sriracha kills everything. So. No, Jeff, it doesn't kill salmonella or E. coli or fucking West Nile. It doesn't. Listen, you could stretch vegetables if, or if you have like potatoes in the fridge, it's still not good. But meat, he will literally eat meatballs that are from two weeks ago. It's disgusting. Uh, I mean, two weeks is a little long, but a week and a half, we're still. You're a vile. You know what? You're the, you're the content we're still, monster we're, right we're now. We're still in the green zone. But no, but, but it goes back to the thing that pizza is literally, no matter how bad it is, you will always finish it. And there you go. And that's going to be on Jeff's tombstone. Here lies never, Jeff. <laughs> never saw a piece of pizza you never liked. No. Here lies Jeff Daniels. Just a goomba who finished his own pizza. That's it right there, babe. Babe, how do you feel about taking some voicemails? You want to get into the absolute not line? Because we have so many that I feel like we have time to do like some fun ones. Um, let's, let's rock. Okay. We'll be right back and we're going to get into the voicemails. I casually interrupt this episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm sure you can hear the sirens going off in this busy city of New York. I can't stop that. But what I can do is bring you hot fire deals. That's right. I'm talking about my favorite marketplace online where you can get the best, healthiest, highest quality, sustainable products delivered straight to your door. I'm talking about Thrive Market. What is Thrive Market? Let me tell you what, Leslie. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You can join Thrive and unlock endless savings. You basically shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail. 
Yes, that's right. Everything on their website is already like at a almost, I would say like wholesale price. It's crazy. Here's the deal. When I moved in with Jeff, he would literally eat hot dogs from like a 7-Eleven and not think twice about it. Like he has like a grown palate, but he still would eat trash. Once I started showing him that not only should our food be completely organic, but we shouldn't, you know, use laundry detergent that has parabens and synthetic dyes and and all these different fragrances. My favorite detergent that I've ever bought in my life is from Thrive Market. And it's a lavender, you know, no, there's literally nothing in it, but like lavender and baking soda. My clothes have never smelled better. They've never been cleaner. And I don't get the itchies because you know what I hate when you put on a fresh pair of pajamas and you got the itchies because there's dye and other things that are toxic in it. The standards are high at Thrive Market. Listen, if you shop at Thrive Market, it means you're supporting a select group of brands that make the world a better place. They sell non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies. That's what I'm on board with, okay? Safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby food, kids products, and so much more. Listen, find what you're looking for without having to look for it. You can literally use their easy filters, type in paleo, gluten-free, kosher, keto, vegan, whatever, fair trade, sustainably farmed, anything in their filter system and all of the brands that fit that, that are high quality are going to come up. That doesn't make it easy because let me tell you something. Sometimes I go to some of these other stores and I swear I got to ask six people in the damn store, sir, is this sustainable? Was this farm raised? Where did this come from? The little things in my life that I'm trying to do to to live a cleaner life, have a healthier home. I'm having to teach Jeff he can't buy hot dogs from the gas station. I'm truly doing the most. Thrive Market makes it so easy for me and it all gets shipped straight to your door. That's right. And... This is even better. Over 98% of their packaging is post-consumer recycled. That means they are 100% zero waste. And I am so here for that. Listen, get 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial with Thrive Market. Now, keep in mind, like I told you, Thrive Market's price is already 20 to 50% off. And now they're giving you an extra 25% off your first order plus the free 30-day trial. Run, do not walk to this. Remember, it's thrivemarket.com, and I'm telling you what, it is going to change your life. Start living a cleaner, better life, be more sustainable, and make it easy. Order online and have it delivered straight to your door. Check out Thrive Market. Hi, Heather. This is Jordan. I just have an absolutely not for coexisting with a male in a household when he freaking thinks that washing the dishes means soaking them for three days. I did not like coming home from a workout and seeing a dish with stagnant water sitting in it, and he thinks that it is ready to be rinsed and put away. Absolutely not. Just wash the damn dishes. Okay, bye. Jordan, thank you for that call. Wow, this could not come at a better time. I mean, I'm sitting here with my life partner who, you know what, Jeff, I got to give you credit. He's very clean, and you don't leave any dishes in the sink. I appreciate that. Um, the only time I will leave a dish in the sink is if we are absolutely like in a time crunch and we have to leave the house. But this reminds me of, you know, something I did when I was a child. This was kind of like my mom asked me to clean the table after dinner. And like, she's like, okay, like I cooked. Now it's your turn to clean because, you know, I was basically an indentured servant from the age of five. Yeah, yeah. You say that twice. Um, this was my go-to move, to tell you the truth. It was literally like me and my sister would fight over who did more cleaning And then, like, once my mom left to go, like, retire for the evening, we would literally throw dishes in the sink and literally just pour some palm olive in there, 
fire up that hot water and let it soak. And then when she would come screaming at us like a half hour later that, that the job was done half-assed, we'd be like, but mom, you know, there's a lot of grease in that pan. It's hard to get out. You got to give it some time. So that is the move. Yeah. I mean, that... You that, basically just act like you, you, this has so much grease on it. Jordan, you're... You're right, Jordan. You're right to feel how you feel. And girl, you let him know. You tell him, honey, this is not how it works. I will tell you a bit of advice my mom said. She goes, listen, if I teach you one thing about marriage, the one thing you don't do is you never leave dirty dishes in the sink. She's like, that's just a no-no. That is, I don't care if the bathroom's a mess. I don't care X, Y, Z, but that kitchen always needs to be clean. And listen, honey, I might be a little messy, but would you admit that I keep that kitchen spotless? No, you do. You are neat messy. Yes. If that makes sense. I'm clean messy. Yes. I wipe everything down. I vacuum, but my shit's everywhere. Yes. Yes. But Jordan, what you have to know is that you are dealing with a professional. This is a pro move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, you just need to let him know. Honestly, tell play the podcast. I don't know what his name is, but if your husband's name is Daryl, you tell him this. Play this exact clip. Hey, Daryl, put the fucking dishes just in the dishwasher. How hard is that? Put that on speed cycle and Jordan can deal with them in the morning. <laughs> um, Jordan, I love you. I feel it's such an absolutely not. Listen, cohabitating's hard. We are learning. We are vibing together. We're going to get to the next caller. Hi, Heather. This is not an absolutely not, and it's not an absolute yes. I, I need you to know how you came into my life, because I think it's great. I was at a party at a friend's house, and uh, I walk in. There's this group of girls, probably four or five, just huddled around a single iPhone, cackling. So being curious, I run over and see if you what's going on. And they're all laughing at these Britney 911 videos on your Instagram account. And so we spend probably the next hour or so just going through like your highlighted story and just absolutely loving it. So essentially you had one fan walk into this party, spend the entire party proselytizing Heather McMahon. And then you left the party with several, several more uh, followers on Instagram and we all love it. Um, Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Bye. Um, thank you, sweet caller, for that message. Wow, what a tender moment. I mean, I know we do a lot of bitching on this this podcast, but it means the world to me that I have brought together a group of badass women. You know, listen, we're all trying to help Brittany. And Jeff has been following along with my Brittany journey, and he knows I'm just as concerned as the next gal. But literally, it, it brings me so much joy. You know what's really funny? I'll be, you know, I'll have girls go to parties or whatever. And then um, this one girl was at a party and she said to an actual friend of mine, she's like, oh, my girlfriend, Heather. And my girlfriend, Amy, was like, oh, wait, do you mean Heather McMahon? She was like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, she's one of my dearest friends from college. And this young girl goes, oh, my God, I don't know her. She's just my best friend every day. And I'm so embarrassed, but I don't know her. But I just talk about her as if I'm her best friend. And I just want you to know that means the world to me. And I am y'all's best friend because, honey, we are all in this together. You hear me? What do you think about it, Jeff? We are all in this together. And I just want to take this time to say thank you so to cute. all the fans. Because literally, Heather gets so much joy and satisfaction out of doing this. And it has really been a struggle for nine years. And, you know, she's really hitting her stride now. <laughs> Why nine years? Because we've been together nine years. Oh, yeah. We have been together nine years. Yeah. And, I mean, I've seen you from from the bottom and now we're here. But it really is a testament to the fans, and thank you so much for supporting her. 
it brings her so much joy to do this. And, you know, you guys are the best and really can't thank you guys enough for making I mean, her. Jeff is so hot right now, thanking the fans. Jeff, you're like, on a level of one to you might get a blowjob tonight. It's going in the back of my throat. You're so hot. Jeff, here's the thing. You know, women ask me all the time, they're like, how did you find somebody who's so supportive? I go, because Jeff and I are not trying to do the same thing. Like, I feel like I like we're a team and I can I'm only as good as you as as you are good. I can't form a sentence right now, but you know what I mean? No, I never understood where people like vie with their partner to kind of like establish. I don't know. Like compete, like like dominance. dominance Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I always saw it as, you know, the the better you do it's better for me too. So like, why wouldn't I support you? No, you're the best. I don't understand. You know, if it's going to make you happy and it's going to fulfill you, why wouldn't somebody support their partner? That's a great point, honey. Well, you know what? Also, you're very confident and assured and you, you sling those big brass balls around the construction site all day and you wear your hard hat and I'm proud of you too. Oh, thanks. Okay. We're going to take another voicemail before it gets too sexual in here. Okay, I've got it absolutely not for you. I just got out of Home Goods, and this lady is on FaceTime in the middle of Home Goods talking about tube tops and whatever. Like, no, I don't need to hear any squawking from your friend Karen about someone else's tube top. I don't need it. I feel like that's an absolutely not. And it kind of goes hand in hand with an absolutely not of the speakerphone in. Like, I'm trying to shop at Home Goods and enjoy myself and buy some Ray Dunn, okay? I'm looking for the Ray Dunn mugs and, you know, whatever else I don't need in there, but, you know, I absolutely need. I don't need to hear speakerphone or FaceTime in a store. Absolutely not. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Hold on. This voicemail, her little giggle at the end, it was like, <laughs> like, she... She was so assured of what she just said. You didn't leave your name. Callers, please leave your name. That is the funniest shit ever. Because you know, I know, girlfriend, whoever this is, I just feel like maybe you're Melissa right now. So I'm just going to call you Melissa. Melissa, I feel like you were just like hiding in the towel aisle, just being like, fuck this. Also, was the woman who was on her phone bitching about tube tops, was that my mother? Was it Robin McMahon? Because Robin loves, my mom is at this weird age where she just loves to call people out for their fashion faux pas. Well, she was at Home Goods. Robin goes to Target. No, Robin goes to Home Goods every day of her life. Robin goes to Target and Home Goods. Robin just loves to shop. She just loves to shop. Um, that is, I mean, I hear you. Listen, don't air your dirty laundry on the FaceTimes and, and the speakerphones. I tell my mom all the time, my mom will have things on speakerphone. I go, hey, mom, this is not appropriate. We're in a CVS. I'll never forget. The time my mom was yelling in a CBS trying to find me, just, Heather, somebody keeps booty calling me. They keep booty calling me. And I was like, Mom, a butt dial and a booty call are far two different things. <laughs> and she just could not figure it out. And I was like, Mom, you cannot scream booty call in the middle of CVS right now. People are going to think you're a hooker coming to pick up your valve tracks, okay? Heather knows that I am very self-conscious about having conversations out in public. Like, I won't even be sitting in my office at work and have a conversation with her, really, because, you know... I have other guys working in the office with me and it's always like, you know, I'll call you back in five minutes and I'll walk away and go somewhere quiet or, you know, I'll call you back later. The thing that infuriates me, and this is an absolutely not for me too, is people having very public conversations right. in public. 
Like, you shouldn't be talking about the guy that, like, gave you chlamydia last week <laughs> while you're standing on the New York City subway and, like, waiting, people have no shame. waiting to leave the station. The other thing that infuriates me that goes hand in hand with this. Oh, you know what's infuriating me right now is our fucking neighbors upstairs. We're recording this in our living room, and they are clot hopping like a Clydesdale damn Budweiser horse. Yeah, we have elephants that live upstairs. We really don't understand who they are or what they do. Should we go up and, like, fuck them up? Should we rough them up? No, we want to be nice neighbors, so... See, I'm actually the one who, like, kind of wants to roll up my sleeves and get dirty. Oh, Jeff's like, I, I'm actually secretly passive-aggressive. No, I'm always ready to give somebody the back of my hand. But um, back to what we were saying, the other thing that annoys the hell out of me is when people listen to music in public without any sort of, like, yeah. earphones. Yeah. When you're sitting there with your mini, like, JBL boombox, <laughs> and I gotta listen to, like, whatever the hell you're listening to... Uh-huh. You are the most inconsiderate piece of shit in the world. Wow. Very passionate about that. But you know what? I like a man with an opinion and a point of view. So. It's so simple. They're called AirPods, earbuds, whatever. Dingle dongles. Dingle dongles. dongles. Get something, put them in your ears and be considerate. I I agree. Well, you know, and that's why we'll go back to why you quit riding the subway. Because it's just, it's too much. People don't have any consideration for anybody else's personal space. We're all just trying to get on this tube and get somewhere at a, you know, a fast pace. People just have no sense of, of, of social awareness. And I talk about this all the time. Read the room. Hell is not in the afterlife. It is literally the New York City subway in the middle of July. And that is what he is going to be. That's his platform for running for mayor. It's just going to be Jeff Daniels for mayor of New York. This subway is a hellhole and this town's a piece of shit. Let's fix it. All right, y'all, we're going to get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Hannah, fellow Atlantan, calling in with an absolutely not from Peachtree Road. Uh, Just passed a couple on my way home from work holding hands while running. I mean, this man is shirtless. It's August in Atlanta. They're sweating and holding hands. You, you can't love someone that much. I don't think I have that much love for anyone or will ever be able to. Hannah from Atlanta. Oh, my God. That was so funny because I could just hear the hot fire in, like, the tone of your voice. Hold on. Let me get this straight. They're holding hands, running, jogging. Well, first of all, Jeff and I have said this since day one. Is it jogging? Is it a soft J? Yeah, yeah, it's jogging. When you're, when you're holding hands and jogging, it's a jogging. Because your your masculinity just went down like 55 points. Yeah, it's right out the window. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to see Jeff and I doing lots of things. For example, we love boats. You'll probably see us yachting one day. You might see us at a buffet. You're never going to see us running together. Absolutely never. You can bet everything to your name that you will never see us running together. First of all, Heather's a soul cycle person. I don't enjoy it because it hurts my butt. You see, <laughs> but that's a whole nother topic. Um, I don't even understand how that works because you kind of have to sync. Like we're not coordinated enough to do this. No, you have to sync up like your cadence and you know, your palms are sweaty and there's like, what do you do? Like, do these people separate? I mean, there's obviously other people. Uh, did she say she was on the belt line? No, she said she was on Peachtree Road. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's obviously other people in the way. Like, are you doing the awkward, like, because you know what the real strange thing is? It's not necessarily holding hands and running. It's if you break to, like, there's somebody in between you and you break, and then you're going to go reestablish that connection. That's when you're the real weirdo. Yeah, because you basically said, your hand's getting too sweaty, Carl. 
No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that when you, so say you're joined already and then somebody's in front of you. Oh, yeah, no, you're going around them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you break it, but then you decide to reestablish the connection. Because it's weird. Listen, I like to hold Jeff's hand. We like love on each other, but it's just, come on, what are we doing here? Also, I think it's it's dangerous. Yeah, it's. One yeah. person trips over an acorn or a squirrel. You're both, you're both going down. Oh, yeah. Listen, Jeff would push me in front of a bus in a heartbeat if it meant he would still be able to get at the pizza shop, you know? Oh, without a question. I mean, if it's a, if it's a Sicilian from Salisbury, America, absolutely. Absolutely. That's an absolute nod. Hannah from Atlanta, I'm so sorry you had to see that. So this is just an alert to all those couples out there. Love each other. Love on one another. We don't mind PDA, but damn it, if you're exercising, keep it cute and get away from each other. Time and, time and place. Time and place. Read the room. Here we go for another voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is Andrea from Atlanta, and I have an absolutely not for you. I know you love a Sky Club, and I found myself at the Sky Club in LaGuardia, so that's a whole nother story, but I saw a man take a quart-sized Ziploc bag and fill it with hard-boiled eggs, and then he proceeded to leave. So, love the use of the amenities, but questioning the hard-boiled egg thing. So, thanks. All right. Bye. Andrea from Atlanta. Listen, I'm not being biased. I promise I'm just going through these voicemails as they come in, and I'm not just taking all the calls from Atlanta, but damn it, if people from Atlanta aren't vocal about their absolute nuts, wait a minute. So, first of all, thank you for calling, Andrea. I love that the guy... It's such a, like, an old Jewish lady move. Plain and simple. You show up to, like, a buffet and you're like, hey, Marty, Marty, get the Ziploc bags. We got to take the crab claws and the shrimp home. I mean, that is, like, classic something my grandmother would have done. But hard-boiled eggs, so you're telling me that guy's getting on a flight. As soon as you open that bag, I mean, we all know you put one hard-boiled egg. It doesn't matter if you have one or 17. It's Fart City. Listen, I don't mind the hard-boiled egg, but again, back to the theme of this podcast, Time and place. <laughs> because I understand you're a gentleman on the move. You know, you want to probably have a protein-packed snack, something light, delicious, easy to travel with, but you don't get it. That's not the move. You don't get on a plane with hard-boiled eggs. And listen, I was a kid who had the stinky lunches because my mom put, like, baba ganoush and a lot of, like, Syrian and Middle Eastern food, and then I'd have, like, the croissant stuff with, you know, some sort of a niçois tuna salad in it. So I get it. I was always, kids always went, what's it at? There's lunch. And I'm like, back off, Becky. It's fucking delicious. But being in a confined space, it's just rude, and this guy should have known better. Do I kind of love that he's cheating the system? Absolutely fucking yes. I love when somebody comes in and they just take a little more than they were supposed to. I find it very, very charming and very, very hysterical. Yeah, Heather is very familiar with the Delta Sky Club. I am also a Delta Stan. I don't know what Stan means, but I hear it's all what all the kids say when they love something. It's like a stalker and a fan is what I've yeah. been told. So I'm big on Delta, but Heather knows that like Heather, Heather will arrive to an airport two hours early just to go hang out at the Sky Club. Okay, here's the thing. I, okay, my defense on that though, Jeff, is I like to people watch. I also it's great material for you. I'm also usually flying across the country. It's usually like Atlanta to LA, LA to JFK, like one of those. There, I can't miss those flights. Yeah, no. Heather knows that I, I am one of those people that I get to the gate. I show up to the airport 30 minutes before it's time to fly. Y'all know those sneakers that those kids had where they just like pop out. They're called Heelys and they have like fucking roller skates That's on them. That's me getting to the gate. <laughs> Literally 
Jeffrey Jeff, his Kohan loafers pop out and he's got wheels and he just skeets in with like a smoke behind him. I'm literally like on my away luggage, strap my legs over it and I'm riding it like yeah. down the ramp trying to get to the gate before they close the door. And then you hear little Nas just like, I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Yes. Wow. I'm gonna put that in the show, babe. That's so funny. Listen. You know, that was a savage move. That's definitely an absolutely not. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I hope you weren't also on his flight. And you know that fucker was in first class. Let's just have an honest conversation about that. Oh, and people think they can definitely get away with farting in first class. And, like, nobody's (laughs) going to know that it was them. You've never had a more vulnerable time of your life when you've had to take a shit on a plane. I'll never forget when my dad got the stomach bug. Uh, We were, like, on vacation somewhere. And he, my dad, like, was flown his entire life. Grandfather was chief pilot. My dad was pilot. My dad came back to me one day. He just goes, I don't know how to tell you this, but I just took a, I'm like 56 years old and I just had to shit on this plane. And I looked dad in the eyes. I go, we've all been there, you know? So the thing that I learned from doing a lot of business travel in my day is that if somebody blows up the bathroom, the way that you can always tell is the stewardess will have used coffee grinds outside either inside yeah. the bathroom or right off the bathroom because it kills the smell immediately. Yeah. So in the instances where I have had to use a bathroom on a plane, I almost want to forego and just ask the stewardess like, hey, can I give me that coffee? Can girl? you get the coffee grinds ready? Because like, you know, I'll bring them in there and do the work for you, but let's just have them have them ready to go. You know what I find so funny about cohabitating? I don't know why. Jeff, when he... Bathroom humor to me is so funny. I don't... Like, like everything about it makes me laugh. Am I immature? I don't know what it is. But literally, every time Jeff even does, like, a fake fart, I laugh so hard I cry. Am I immature? Am I a loser? I mean, I think we're both pretty immature, but... Just makes me laugh. Well, I'm sorry that happened, but I don't know why we're talking about those hard-boiled eggs. Let's get to the next caller, y'all. These calls are great. Hi, Heather. This is Ava from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I have an absolutely not, but absolutely yes at the same damn time. So I'm currently dating this new boy, man, if you would say. And we've been dating for a month. And he literally told me he loved me last night. What the fuck do I do? Do I just like go about my day? Do I break up with him? I need help, man. I like literally need help. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Thank you. Avery, first of all, you're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, honey. Go Tigers. Um, okay. It's it's not go Tigers. It's go Tigers. No, honey, you're not from the South. We say go Tigers. It's G-A-U-X. We know that you don't say go. You say go Tigers. Uh, I bet LSU every single week of the college football season. Me and Coach O are practically blood brothers. I know how to say go Tigers. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill him. Anyways, Avery, okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to pitch this one off to my Jeffrey because as a man, I'm hoping he can break down the situation. So basically what you told me, sweetheart, is that you were out on a date with the man you've been seeing him for a month and he told you he loved you jeffrey what are your thoughts is this an absolutely not or it could be an absolute yes do you believe in life after love go ahead it is very circumstantial um i believe we were dating babe hold the microphone i believe we were dating for how long before we said i love you probably around a month and a half yeah honestly when you know you know we had known each other for about uh, probably eight, nine months already. Yes. 
Okay, but we were on and off friends, but Jeff, no, 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 I we know. were like hot and heavy for a month, and no. then we were like, I want to like be with you forever. I understand, but what I'm saying is that we had known each other longer than that month period. So it, it, it's very circumstantial. When you know, it's the cheesiest, corniest thing in the world, but it's, there's no true, when you know, you know. Yeah, when you know, you know. So Avery, here's the thing. If he's being a gentleman, you're like a month in and you haven't had anything physical and he's telling you he loves you, I don't know. But if like the sex is great and you feel that connection and I I say go for it, what's it going to hurt? You know what I mean? Yes. Could he skin you and take all your organs and leave you in a bathtub full of ice and sell your organs on the black market? Yes, he very well so could. Let's all sit. But he could also be the love of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Let's also say this. If he did it through text, it's kind of a red flag. But at the same time, he could just be shy. So, I mean, you would. would Do you remember how you told me you loved me? You would know that's. Yes, I do. Okay, you tell your version of the story and I'll tell mine. We had a very romantic Italian dinner where we were about two and a half bottles of wine deep. We were in Miami, babe, on our first trip. No, you didn't tell me you love me. You think you told me you love me at like a Buca de Beppo or whatever. No, you told me you loved me. We went on that first trip to Miami. We'd only been dating a month. And we went to Miami. We're at Prime 112 or Joe's Stone Crab or one of those. And we were both hammered. And I was oh, like. That's right. And I said, I said, you know, I love you. Yeah, and I was like, so did he just say, like, I love you? Or is like, you know I love you? Like, you know I love you? Because it could be taken as like, girl, you know I love you. And I was like, so do you, like, love me? Now, I don't want to give out all our secrets because I know this is a predominantly female audience. But that is the kind of way of, like, you know, like, you throw it out there. And, you know, you kind of just, like, test the water, see how warm. Oh, sneaky stallion. You know know I love you. And then depending on how they respond to that is how you're going to play. You're going to play off of the reaction that you get. And my response was, I love you so much. Yeah, she broke down. I was like, finally, somebody loves me. It was rough there for a long time, y'all. I'm not going to even pretend about it. It was really rough. Um, I agree. I say go for it. And But here's the thing. Maybe order a life alert. Just keep it around your neck no, if you need to hit it. Don't don't make this guy out to be a creeper. Avery knows whether or not, you know, what the circumstances are and everything. And he may be being genuine and sweet and he may not be a creeper. This is so sweet, Jeff. I just love you even more for this podcast because you're just, he's rooting for love. No, Avery, I say you give it some time, but this is what I'll say. For a safety thing, just share your location with one of your girlfriends on your iPhone or your or whatever phone you have. Just share your location. That's all I'm saying. You know? It's going to be on the the Baton Rouge news. Avery, I love you. Thank you for calling. Give a chance on love. And we're going to take one last voicemail. Jeff, how do you feel about being on the podcast? Have you enjoyed this? Uh, This has been great fun. Okay, great. We're going to take one last podcast. I want to end it on an absolute yes, because I always want to end on the positive. So here we go with an absolutely yes. Again, thank you for always tuning into the podcast. I love each and every one of you. And let's uh, let's get into some positivity, because we've done a lot of bitching. Hey, babe. So my absolutely yes is that I'm going to be a Frenchie mom. And I know how much you love your nephew, Bronson. He's just the cutest. Um, But I'm going to be a Frenchie mom soon. So that is my absolutely yes. And also his name is going to be Hank. And he's just the cutest little nugget ever. Um, Anyways, love you. You're a boss-ass bitch. Bye. Oh, hey, girl. Loved that salutation or that greeting. We are so excited for you. 
We're so thrilled. Oh my God. Congratulations on becoming a Frenchie mom. You know, we are Frenchie godparents. We are Frenchie aunts and uncles. We do not have one of our own simply because my life is so crazy right now and we're not on the same schedule. We can't get one, but we're hoping maybe Christmas we can get one. Oh my God. There is nothing more that we want in this world. We say all the time that we really just want to hit Powerball, not necessarily for the financial freedom that it will provide, but because we can realize our dream of like buying a farm or just acquiring a lot of land and just literally, I mean, this is like the scene from Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec where he says like, I want all the eggs and bacon. Yeah. I literally want all the eggs and bacon, but in this situation, it's, I literally want to have like hit Powerball, get a lot of land and have 25 Frenchies. There's just something that's so great about them. Listen, they're like little, they look like little old grumpy men. You know, like pugs look like little old Chinese guys. Like Frenchies just like little old, I don't even know, like railroad workers. They're funny. They're grumpy. They have such personalities. They were bred by the Royals to be lap dogs. And I mean, truly Frenchies, are the greatest thing that will ever happen. And I don't want a single fucking person mailing, emailing me and being like, how do you deal with them when they snore? Guess what? How do you deal with your ass when you put in your night guard at night, Cheryl and snore? Truly Bronson. And I think I'm so attached to Bronson is because we got him and my dad named him right before he passed. So it's just like, that's a connection. Like Bronson is the man in our household. He is also the The sweetest love bug in the entire world. He just wants to be tucked underneath the the covers with you. He needs to be on top of you. He wants to just like breathe face to face. Crawl up in your armpit and just snore the night away. We really have this dream of having like a Ralph Lauren um, type farm um, somewhere fabulous where it's just all full of Frenchies and English and American Bulldogs. And we just like, yeah, we don't, we all snore together. We don't discriminate. We love English Bulldogs just as much. I mean, the, I have a hard and fast rule. The fatter the dog, the cuter. So really and truly, though, it's specifically brachycephalic, which are smush face dogs. I'll even fuck I, with the pug. I'm going to say I it. mean, I relate to them. Yeah, that's exactly. Jeff has had a deviated septum for pretty much 15 years that we need to get fixed, but he's too afraid to go under. So in the meantime, it's going to be me and the 10 dogs and him snoring. I mean, it just once you know, you know, once you find love, you, you just know. They I mean, they really are just the sweetest, sweetest animals on Earth. We absolutely love them. What a good way to end the podcast, too. And just such a happy, positive, loving, fulfilling note. I feel so happy for you. Y'all, make sure when you call into the hotline, as always, you leave your name. I need to hear your name. I want to be able to connect with you one-on-one. Jeff, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I love you dearly. Thank you for having me. I love you dearly. And before we sign off, can I just say one thing? Yeah. We are Penn State. Okay, great. <laughs> we are Ben State. He had to get that in because I'm sure his boys are texting him right now being like, you didn't give a shout out to the alma mater. Gay. I can't. I can't. You guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, remember, click, subscribe, share with your friends. I can't wait to see you guys out on the road. We're going to be announcing more tour dates, so stay tuned. I promise they're coming. We're going to add a bunch more dates before the year's end and then add so many dates through 2020. So it, we're going to just keep this ball rolling, keep the momentum going. I eventually want to have like an entire cruise ship just filled with people who want to sit around and talk about absolutely nots and bitch. Jeff, I love you with all my heart. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. And remember... Live your best life, live your truth, and absolutely not. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.